from the betting capital of the world. Vegas, baby, Vegas! It's Wager Talk with Teddy Covers and Ralph Michaels. It's Thursday here in Sin City. Teddy Covers and Ralph Michaels joining you here on Wager Talk. Welcome. Those of you watching on the Sports Grid TV network, welcome to Zumo viewers on channel 719. Welcome to those of you listening on the iHeartRadio network and all of our podcast outlets. This is your Sports Central for betters. And that's key to talk about. This isn't the Sports Center. I'm not going to talk about managerial changes in MLB right now because they're not affecting the betting marketplace. What we are going to do is talk about betting for the next hour. Ralph, let's get right into it like we like to do on every show opening with bad beats, bad bets, and bad for the books. And last night, there was a whole lot of action. It starts in the World Series where a 2-2 two to two game turned into a 13-3 to three route. Washington now minus 260 favorites for the series. The Astros buyback is plus 220. And we thought the Nats were alive coming into the series. Now they're heavy chalk. Here's my question. One. Is the series over? Two, what'd you make of Washington's blowout win as everything fell apart for the Astros in that all-important, what was that, the sixth? Or was it the seventh? Either way, it was the sixth and the seventh where uh, Washington got going. But by the end of the sixth, it was all over uh, for Houston backers. What's your take on game two of the Major League Baseball World Series? And wasn't a surprise to me. I talked about it after game one, being down 2 nothing in Houston with Cole on the mound and coming back to win that game. It just seems to me they were a team of destiny. We talked about it current hitting. They were a 70% better hitting slugging percentage than Houston over the previous 20 days. And again, they have the starting pitching to match up with Houston. So no surprise. Uh you know, do they deserve to be the favorite? Well, you know, we'll talk about it more tomorrow. But the uh, I just did a quick search on my database. Teams that win the first two playoff games and come home for game three since 2004 have gone 23 and 14. So they've won 62% of them, just a slight edge, not not massive. Yeah, I mean, the, the one that stands out to me, of course, was the Braves and the Yankees. What's that, 96 uh, where Atlanta won the first two games in the Bronx and the Yankees went on to take the next four, including three uh, in Atlanta. But it certainly doesn't happen very often where the team that's down 0-2 all of a sudden finds their mojo uh, and gets going to win the series. Frankly, at minus 260 right now, uh, I could only look at the national side of this equation. Washington has gotten the clutch hitting, the two out hitting throughout the course of the postseason. It's not over yet, but it kind of feels a little bit over. To this better. So one thing that's going to happen a lot during basketball season. Bad beat, bad beat. Oh, it was a bad beat. Oh, brutal beat. There are tough beats and there are bad beats. All right. A game that's going back and forth across a number. Yeah, that can be a tough beat. You know, it'll happen. A bad beat is when you have a clear right side and it falls apart at the end. And some weird stuff happens and you lose it. Tough beat's going to happen every night. Last night, the for example, in the NBA, the, the Knicks led throughout the course of the game. They led going into the fourth quarter. The Spurs went on a big 22-2 run, took control of the game. But they're up 11. There's one possession left. (laughs) And lo and behold, the foul call. Two uh, free throws for Marcus Morris. And the Spurs win by nine instead of 11. That's not a bad beat, Ralph. That's just a tough beat. Agree? 
Absolutely. You know, when you have a when you have a favorite at home and you and you're down going into the fourth quarter, you know, you, you just hope to get to that chance. And you've talked about it. There's a lot of situations where home favorites make those runs late in the game. Tough beat. Certainly. I agree with you, Teddy, 100 percent. Not a bad beat. Now, if you want to talk bad beats, I, I, this one would qualify, I think. You know, it's at least a modestly bad beat. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks led by 19 points with just over six minutes to play. And then all of a sudden the Wiz rallied from the dead and the Mavericks played like a team that didn't know how to close out a game, which is probably true uh, for Dallas. But they were still going to cover until that Chris Choiza three-pointer to close out the scoring some guy you never heard of buries a bucket to cut the lead uh, uh, to only uh, eight. And lo and behold, Dallas does not get the money. Wizards come through the back door. There's a big difference when you're handicapping. We talk about taking bad defenses in football as a favorite. Same situation. I mean, the Wizards needed to go on a 32-17 run in the fourth quarter to get that cover. But again, the Mavericks... It's not as if, though, the game ever was out of control. They did what they had to do, and that's what happens when you bet on bad teams as a big favorite. The situation like last night is going to occur over and over again. Yeah, I don't disagree with that uh, at all. We did see a legitimate middle in NBA action last night. Look, there's no we don't get a ton of middles in the NFL. <laughs> Sometimes you get them in college football. In the NBA, Savvy bettors will be rewarded on a night-in, night-out basis. We had one last night. The Orlando Magic opened minus 7.5. They closed minus 9.5. Lo and behold, they won by 9. If you laid early with the Magic, you got the money. The Cavs hit back-to-back-to-back threes to make things interesting. If you took the Cavs late, uh, you got the money as well. When both the favorite and the underdog can cash, that's never a good result for the bookmaker. Yeah, you have to pay attention early because you have to look at those games the Sharps are are on. So you're trying to analyze which teams the Sharps like early compared to the Vegas handicapping number and try to jump on those moves prior to them happening. Sure. And again, it's not about getting both sides in the middle. It's about being sure that you don't lose bets in games where it's possible to win on both sides. That a big (laughs) no-no in the uh, serious sports betting world. Uh, Sharp Money got it right last night. The T-Wolves and over, we talked about that. The Nuggets and under, we talked about that. Both of those coming to fruition. The Nets lose the game outright despite two free throw attempts and a putback opportunity in the closing second. Again, you you know, let's just talk about yesterday's show and carry it over. You talked about the Nuggets being a team that was very cohesive from one year to the next Getting out after a 4-0 preseason start, you talked about expecting them to get out to an early start, and they did exactly that. So uh, congrats to you on that on that Nuggets anal- analogy yesterday. Oh, I appreciate that. Of course, if you ask me how much money I made in the Denver Nuggets, not enough is the right answer. We have a loaded show today. Absolutely. We have Greg Osterman coming from the Westgate Superbook. We have line movers coming up next. We have big game breakdowns. Stay tuned here on Wager Talk. We are loaded with the Thursday edition, including big games tonight. Stay tuned. Are you? 
Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50. And it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, Head over to Columbia.com slash PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. It's Eric Osterman. I called him Greg Osterman. I think I'm shooting with Greg Oosterbahn, who was like an old coach at Michigan or something. Anyhow, we will have Eric Osterman from the Westgate Superbook joining us in segment number four. But right now... Let's get into line movers, Ralph. And let's start with college football. We're seeing money for Arizona State. UCLA with a big win over Stanford last time out. The markets are saying, yeah, that was Stanford with no offensive line and no quarterback. Markets not banking on another UCLA victory. Pretty heavy money for the Sun Devils in early week betting action. I disagree. I completely disagree. I look at UCLA the last four weeks. Three road games on the road, Washington State, Arizona, and Stanford. They had the Oregon State game. They're plus 60 yards per game. The offense is starting to click in, averaging almost 500 yards the last four games. Uh, I completely disagree. I mean, it might well be a UCLA team coming out of their bye week that has a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, pun intended. They certainly played well above market expectations last week. Arizona State coming off a complete no-show at Utah, and yet the Sun Devils taking the money. Ralph says 
Not so fast, my friend. Of all the line moves this week, this is the one that you had to know was coming. No shocker whatsoever. Michigan opened a two and a half point favorite. The money came on Notre Dame from the get-go. The money's continued to come on the Fighting Irish. And Notre Dame is now a favorite in Ann Arbor. No surprise whatsoever, as you've been paying attention to the betting markets this year, that we've seen Notre Dame money. What might be a surprise is that Notre Dame's now favored in Ann Arbor. They did beat the Wolverines by a touchdown when they met in their season opener last year. I completely disagree with this line move, too. Again, I understand why it's moving, but I think there's value. Michigan's going to get on my my card now. I truly believe that. I upped them three points with what they did at Penn State, down 21-0, backed up against your goal line. Uh, The light went on for Shea Patterson. You outgained Penn State on the road by 134 yards. You have a 26-14-yard first down edge. Uh, The the thing about this game that's so interesting, if you look and you say, what are the two best losses in college football? football. They might have been Michigan in the second half against Penn State and Notre Dame at Georgia. I I think there's value with the Wolverines. Beginning of the year, I had this line seven. I mean, that's that's a game that the markets expect will be close. And given the series history between those two teams, I'm expecting a close game uh, as well. Big total move here, Ralph, in college football. Texas Tech and Kansas. This total has gotten steamed up nearly a full touchdown Open in the 58 and a half range. Now we're talking about 65s between the Red Raiders and the Jayhawks. Kansas has the makings of an over team. Played a heck of a shootout last week in Texas. We saw them put up 48 uh, against, uh, uh, who was that? They put up 48. Uh, Boston College. The Longhorns. Uh, I was thinking, yeah. I was like, no, it couldn't have been UConn. Oh. I was somewhere back east. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, against uh, the Boston College. They've shown signs of scoring points in bunches. The markets expect a shootout with the Red Raiders this weekend in uh, in uh, Lawrence. Well, I agree. I agree with the. I agree with this total move. I'm not going to disagree with all of them, Teddy. So, uh, you you look at what Kansas has done, and he and he's changed the offense. And you know they rushed for 250 yards on the road against Texas. They rushed for 300 yards on the road against BC. Texas Tech, not a great rush defense. They allowed 7.6 yards per carry last week. Uh, I do agree with this. The problem is. You know, Kansas is a slower paced team. They're running they're running plays in the low 60s, bottom 30 as far as plays per game. But when they do move the ball, they've been doing it efficiently. Yeah, and one would think against that Red Raiders defense, the Jayhawks have a chance to move the football for the entire 60 minutes. I thought we might see sevens in this game. It doesn't look like it's going to happen now. Sparty money has started to show Penn State's not getting a minus seven. In fact, the down the line down to minus six at several key leading indicator books. It's all about the spot here for Sparty, isn't it? With Michigan State coming off those two bad blowout losses and then a bye week. D'Antonio's beaten uh, Franklin each of the last two years in as double-digit underdogs, including in East Lansing and in Happy Valley last year. So Penn State in double revenge. But uh, from a spot standpoint, Nittany Lions coming off Back-to-back barn burners against Iowa and Michigan. Tough physical games. While Michigan State coming in after a week of R&R. They're just chilling, resting and relaxing and getting healthy. What's your take? Penn State, Michigan State, early money for the Nittany Lions. Money today showing for Sparty. 
Agree with the Michigan State side. My power rating has Penn State three points better. You look at Penn State's offense the last two weeks, 294 yards, 283 yards. I just can't talk myself into backing this Michigan State offense. Uh, I'd love to, but, you know, this is going to be a lower scoring game. I lean under as well. Yeah, I was saying at seven, I'm a buyer on Sparty, but I don't think we're going to see those sevens, which means I'm probably not going to be a buyer on Sparty this weekend. Left ship focus to the NFL and talk about some of the sharp money from early week action in the National Football League for Sunday. And let's start with the New York football giants taking money. Lions barely holding at minus seven right now. Do you think this gets to six and a half? Detroit with trading away digs, the starting safety and the comments out of that locker room. I'm not surprised at all that we've seen Giants money. Of course, this is a defense where Saquon Barkley should be able to run against, which in theory will open things up for Danny Dimes and the Giants offense. One, is this number going to hold at seven or are the sevens? It looks like they're about to disappear, but I've been saying that for all morning and they're still around. And two, you have any take on Giants versus Lions with the early sharp money showing for the road underdog? Oh, if they watched yesterday's show, they know I'm on the Giants. I like the Giants to cover the spread. I like the Giants on the money line. Uh, The funny thing is, Teddy, I was looking through your notes prior, and this was a game I hadn't bet yet. So you're talking about it in line movers. I took a look. The sevens were disappearing. So I just jumped on now and made sure I got seven. If you do like the Giants, bet it right now. Do not wait another minute because they will be gone shortly. Sure. I mean, that's the whole point of this line mover segment is what do you got to get down on now? And obviously, we assume everyone watches the show every day, Ralph, but we can't guarantee that. So even when we bring up something on yesterday's show, sometimes we want to reinforce those facts today. And if we talk about it tomorrow, we'll talk to whoever's watching the show for the first time tomorrow as well. Broncos bounce back? Well, the sharp money seems to think so. The money's coming against Indy this week. Denver off a pretty ugly no-show against Kansas City. The Colts off one of their best games of the season and knocking off Houston. But the money coming on the team that looked bad last week, not the team that looked good. What's your take on Broncos, Colts, in the area of early week money showing for Denver? Number one, it surprises me. Number two, I don't understand it. Uh, I'm not sure who wants to back the Denver team. I'm not high on Indy, but I just don't understand the Denver. I don't understand the move here. Yeah, I think it at least it partially has to do with the Broncos' defensive numbers. Indy does not have elite-level defensive numbers, put it mildly. And even though they got the win against Houston last week, uh, there were issues for the Texans You know, uh, in terms of the, the passing game. But by and large, Houston was able to move the football against that defense. And when you have a team that uh, isn't elite on the defense side of the ball, doesn't have good defensive stats, you'll sometimes see money come the other way. The Denver's defensive numbers better than Indy's over the first part of the season. Defensive minor underdogs often attract sharp money. Raiders have issues on the offensive line this week. Multiple multiple issues. Uh, as many as three starters could be missing in Houston. That means that we're seeing money for the Texans. The six and a half is all gone on Houston. Sevens now the prevailing number against Oakland on the final game of this extended Raiders road trip. 
You know what? As I'm looking at the lines, we're going to have to ask Eric. I see a five and a half at the at the Superbook. So, you know, everyone else is six and a half or sevens. Uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see if that five and a half is still there by the time we talk to Eric. So do a little shopping. You could find some value. Yeah, I'm not convinced that that's a real number. Sometimes when you see a number that's off uh, on the betting screens, that means that it hasn't updated properly. Uh, I don't think that's going to be an off-market number by a full point, being that most of the markets have moved to sevens. Big game breakdowns coming up next. NFL tonight, college football tonight, NBA tonight, plus more. Stay tuned right here on... season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, Head over to Columbia.com slash PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. You want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? Go to PointsBet.com slash grid and open up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID, that's G-R-I-D, and you'll get two Risk-free bets up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own betting concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet. For example, 
If you're playing tonight's NFL game and you bet the Vikings minus 16, if they beat the Redskins by 18 points, you'll receive 18 times your stake. Crazy, right? That's pointsbed.com slash grid. Enter promo code grid and get your two risk-free bets up to $1,000 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. It's big game breakdown time, Ralph. And we've got one in the NFL. I'm not sure it's a big game. <laughs> uh, it features one of the worst teams in the NFL. And the betting uh, marketplace has clearly shown that they think the Washington Redskins are one of the worst teams in the NFL. Minnesota. They only have four healthy wide receivers tonight. Dillon's not going to play. They're still minus 16 and a half, total of 42 against the Redskins. Nothing but Vikings money coming against this bottom feeder traveling on a short week. I'm going to just throw some trends out here, Teddy, because I am not going to lay that with Minnesota, and I am not going to back the Redskins either. Let's remember the Minnesota Vikings home edge as strong as any in football. Now 19 two and two against the spread against the non-division foes. Now, when we talk about a short week, you mentioned it, a short week magnifies the better team and the margin between better or worse. Thursday, double-digit home favorites have gone 17-4-1. and Yeah, it's tough to be a big favorite on a short week. It's a heck of a lot tougher to be an inferior team on a short week. And lastly, uh, this really doesn't apply to this game. It's just a season-wide trend. You know, we'll, we'll come back to the median with it, but NFL primetime games this year, now 5-17 and 17 over under, 77% to the under. That's a pretty strong trend of unders. Do you think there's anything to that, or is that just randomness? Is that the kind of thing that after it's gone 17-5 and five to the under so far, betters would want to jump on that? Or is that one of those deals where it's just static, it's just noise, and it's likely to revert back to closer to 50-50 moving forward? What's your take? Uh, uh, part, partly both. And part of the reason is this. Every team has to be on primetime football. So what happens on Monday night? You're getting these very shitty teams going on Monday night football, like we saw the Jets, like we're going to see this Monday. So we know these bottom feeder teams are really bad this year. And again, they have to make an appearance on Monday night football. On Sunday, we've seen some good division games which have stayed under the total. So uh, partially, partially, yes, I agree. It's because of the schedule. And partially, it's just the way the game's played out. And part of it is NFL idiocy because – if, it wasn't a surprise that Miami stinks this year, okay? What a surprise that Cincinnati stinks this year. And if the NFL wants to get good matchups for their TV games, Thursday night everyone's got to play, not Monday night, not Sunday night. They would do, they would behoove themselves. They looked at the season win totals just a little bit before they put they did those scheduling. The NFL noticeably bad at looking at win totals before setting the Monday night football schedule. Vikings, Redskins, neither one of us is playing. We've got strong trends towards the under. We've got strong trends towards Minnesota. SMU-Houston TV game in college football tonight has seen a pretty wild line move. There was a lot of SMU money off the opener. 13.5 up to 14, up to 14.5. Looked like it was going to go higher. And yet the money has reversed. It's based on the quarterback situation for the Cougars. There was concerns that the backup uh, QB tune wasn't going to be able to play 
He looks like he's going to be good to go. Uh, so Houston will have their regular QB tonight. The market's giving them some credit against an SMU team that has played with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder this season. Can they handle the pressure on the Thursday night lights on the road against the Cougs? When we are talking Houston, this is actually their number two quarterback because, of course, De'Ara King played four games, decided he wanted a red shirt. Last week when they only had 284 yards and 16 first downs at UConn, that was the coach's son, Logan Holgerson, playing for the first time. But again, Clayton Toon looks to be back. Teddy, last week I had this game circled. I thought I was going to be on SMU. Why am I not now? Well, it's because Boise State lost. SMU all of a sudden is the number one group of five team. They've talked about it. They've talked about, well, we're not going to lobby to be the number number one group of five team to get to New Year's Day Bowl. BS, your players know it. Every player on that team is now talking. If we beat Houston, if we beat this team, if we beat this team, we're going to be a group of five team. That puts a whole different dynamic uh, on your team. And let's talk about line value. This is only the fourth time in 31 years in college football. Fourth time, 31 years, a team has been a home dog of 12 or more, and the next time they play, they're an away favorite of 12 or more. SMU beat Houston as a 14-point dog at home last year. That's a 28-point line swing from one season to the next. That's too much in this game. With that said, again, no play for me. I will say this, though. Wind will be an issue. Winds over 20 miles an hour has me leaning towards the under. Sure, and that's probably not good news for SMU, a team that wants to throw the football around with Shane Bruchel. That being said, Houston, they have issues. <laughs> and uh, what the media is reporting, is, in my mind, you know, the, the Holgerson transition has not been smooth for the Cougs. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, not a team that I want my money on. If I'm playing tonight, I will be laying with SMU. Um, let's talk a little NBA. What do you say? Yeah, let's, uh, let's do that. You know, let, let, let's talk. Let's talk a little NBA. And, you know, I talked about this game on another pod. And and for our new viewers, I really don't jump in the NBA until we get a few weeks in because I concentrate on college basketball. But, Teddy, Houston's laying one and a half to Milwaukee. We saw last year how Milwaukee shut down Harden twice. And both of those games went under. And this totals far higher than last year's totals. Is that because of the Rockets addition? Rockets one and a half, 229 against the Milwaukee Bucks. All the totals are a lot higher right now in the NBA than they were because last year was such a fast-paced season. And from indications around the league, we're seeing, expecting to see more of the same uh, again this year. This is a fascinating game uh, between the Rocks and the Bucks, two teams that hope to be meeting again in the NBA Finals. You talked about how Milwaukee won both meetings last year. They also won all their preseason games. Uh, and you talk about a core that has returned. Seven of the top nine for the Bucks are back. And we talk about the first week of the season. I want teams with continuity. Milwaukee, certainly one of those teams, uh, has continuity from last year. They've certainly shown that they can defend Harden and have a good game plan for doing so. And they're certainly a team that I expect to come out of the gate and be ready to go from uh, the beginning, of, uh, from the day one of the regular season in a way that they did last year because they were ready coming out of training camp last year. And they did have a, you know, so Bucks are bet on right now. I'm not convinced that's the case for the Rockets. And the Rockets, too, return most of their core. <clears throat> Excuse me. But the piece that they changed is the point guard piece. 
And it's a point guard piece that's a high uh, high usage rate in terms of Russell, Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook doesn't make Houston better or worse or anything off the get-go. The question is how Russell Westbrook and the rest of the Rockets who've been there are going to coordinate together, especially during crunch time of a tight game. I'm not convinced that Antonio has him ready. Uh, Antonio said oh, he's, had, he's had all kinds of problems getting his team ready. They were a bet against the first month of the season last year before they figured it out. Milwaukee are passed for this better. I'm not surprised. We've seen sharp money show for the Bucks. Some of that is mine. You thought the Clippers were a better team than the Lakers a few nights ago early, and they certainly showed they were on the, on the court in game one. Now they go and play Golden State and the Clippers. Uh, Golden State, a home dog. That's just a weird thing to say. That's like saying the Patriots are a home dog. Clippers one and a half, 226 and a half. Do teams when they get a chance this year to beat up Golden State, turn into the bully after getting bullied for all those years? I think so. Uh, you know, Steph Curry's still there. Draymond Green's still there. It's not, you know, the, the many of the key pieces for the Warriors are still in Golden State, even though obviously they lost uh, a couple of key pieces uh, and Clay Thompson sitting on the sideline in street clothes uh, for an extended stretch. Um, but it is absolute. look, of all the teams in the NBA, there was there was two that I came into the season. I'm like, I don't know what this team's going to look like. One of them was Oklahoma City, you know, the Thunder. I watched that game really closely last night, and they actually looked pretty good. Um, I can't. I, I really don't know what the Warriors are going to look like, and they're not. They're, and when you don't know, week day day one, it's not a game I have to bet. <laughs> and I literally, when I have zero idea of what to expect, clips are bet on the defense. The, the defense they showed in the fourth quarter against the Lakers is real. I would expect them to be one of the elite defensive teams in the Clips. Probably going to make their backers some money uh, the first couple of weeks of the season. But the Warriors, I flat out don't know what to do with. They will be a watch and learn team for me over the next week or two before we start getting involved in Golden State games. Eddie, in about a minute, the New England, pa- New England Patriots, 13-46. Will Belichick take it? take it easy on his former Browns team. I will say this, the Browns finally do get both starting cornerbacks back. They were back and have been practicing. I like the under in this game. Your thought on the Patriots and the Browns. So, I mean, the Patriots really haven't faced an offense that works all year. And the only question here is whether the Browns offense is actually going to work coming out of the bye week. In theory, it's supposed to. And New England's defensive statistics through the first seven games, they're reading a Bill Barnwell article this morning, the only team in NFL history that ever had to co- compiled the Patriots defensive stats over a seven game span was the 1969 Minnesota Vikings over a seven game span. New England stats are literally through the roof. They're too high. And the Patriots, I understand they keep covering. <laughs> and I understand every time I got a reason to bet against New England, I try to talk myself out of it. But I cannot lay this price with the Pats. It's a brown spot. And I think that Cleveland matches up fairly well with New England. When we come back, special guest from the Westgate Superbook, Eric Osterman. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss this segment right here on Wait. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. Follow me on Twitter at Teddy underscore coverage. You can follow Ralph on Twitter at CalSportsLV. And you can follow our next guest on Twitter, Eric Osterman at eBets91. He is the executive manager of race and sports at the Westgate Superbook here in Las Vegas. Eric, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to Wager Talk and your debut. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks, guys. It's a pleasure. Happy to be here. So let's start with this. Who is Eric Osterman, and how did you get into the sports betting business? In particular, how did you get in the business on the other side of the counter from Ralph and I? We're making bets. You're taking them. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, it's been kind of interesting. Uh, I started here at the, the Westgate almost seven years ago. I was a senior at UNLV. Um, didn't really know much about the industry and, uh, just knew that I liked sports and, uh, had a, I knew a couple of guys that were already working here. So they suggested I get involved and, uh, you know, here I am seven years later and, uh, you know, I absolutely love the, uh, the business. Never thought I'd get into the gambling aspect of things, but I'm happy I did. So you started out as, as a ticket writer and you've moved your way up in the system, which shows, uh, that there's hope. Uh, for your average Joe who's trying to get into it, um, when it comes down to games, let's start Sportsbook Report. I mean, uh, biography is great, and we want to know uh, as much as we can about the guests we have on the show. Uh, but Sportsbook Report, Ralph, take it away. 
You know, Eric, let's let's start with the World Series because I'm interested to know how the Superbook did the last two days with the World Series as far as the games and the futures go. And looking forward, you know, I see some line movement on Houston. Uh, are they playing there? It's the due system, or do you have some sharps coming in and actually uh, playing Houston? And what about the uh, – let's finish it up with a question on where the series price is now as well. Yeah, we've actually done very well so far on the, the World Series. Uh, if every game could go like Game 1, uh, we would be incredibly happy over here. Uh, game 1 was really good for us. A lot of uh, support coming in on Cole. Uh, you know, it sounds like uh, you're not shocked by that laugh there. Uh, but, um, no, it, it's been good so far. Uh, like you said, we have seen the line move towards the Astros here in Game 3. Um, we haven't seen much support on the Astros so far. Uh, the money is coming in on the Nationals. Um, I wouldn't say uh, any of the bets I've seen so far are from guys that we consider the uh, the elite of the sharp. But, um, you know, we have seen some Nationals backing, even though the line is kind of moving the other way. Um, we I got to give a shout-out to our uh, our baseball guy, Randy Blum. Uh, absolutely set us up perfectly for the, the feature book. Um, you know, we, we do very well in the Nationals and the Astros, no matter who wins. Um, so we're, we're good there. Our series price right now is sitting Nationals um, minus 260, the take back on the Astros being at plus 210. Yeah, I imagine that an, an Astros-Nationals World Series works much better for your bottom line when it comes to the future book than, let's say, oh, I don't know, a Yankees-Dodgers World Series or something like that, for example. Oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Um, and we've, we've noticed that the betting so far hasn't been as um, as busy as it was last year, even a couple years ago, um, even with the Royals, you know, not necessarily being a popular team, but I remember that World Series in particular being uh, very heavily bet. So far, there hasn't been as much interest in this one. Maybe it's because of the, the difficult pitching matchups and you know, the price is being a little bit uh, inflated on the Astros. So hopefully with the the series going back to uh, Washington, we'll see a little bit more uh, action coming on these games. We'll get to NFL and college football for tonight in just a minute. But I want to ask you about NBA real quick. Um, take any big hits last night? And is there anything sharp that's showing an NBA for tonight uh, on the three-game card? Yeah, nothing crazy happened last night. Um, you know, we, we did okay. Um, pretty underwhelming for an opening night NBA, honestly. Um, probably because of the, the hype of the, uh, the Warriors has kind of died down. Um, you know, we, we actually did pretty well on the, uh, the Clippers beating up on the, the Lakers, my Lakers. Uh, but, uh, we, we came back, uh, well, I should say the public came back. They had the, uh, the 76ers over the Celtics. So, um, you know, kind of a, a back and forth day. But, um, you know, not not too bad for an opening night. And uh, as far as the games today – oh, sorry, go ahead, Earl. No, go ahead, Eric. Finish up with today's games. Yep. Uh, uh, today's games, I uh, haven't really seen a whole lot so far. Uh, we did see some early action come in on Atlanta uh, over Detroit. Uh, amazing what the NBA did to Detroit, having a back-to-back first two games of the season. But, uh, you know, we, we did see some action coming on Atlanta last night on our overnight line. Um, lines kind of, you know, moved towards the, uh, the, the Pistons way. I believe the Pistons are one right now. Um, but that, that's pretty much all we've seen in the NBA so far. 
Eric, I always jump ahead when it's the NBA because I want to talk football. You know, when we're talking college basketball, I can handle that. But as far as the NBA compared to football, I want to talk football. We're, of course, talking to Eric Osterman, executive manager of the Race and Sportsbook at the Superbook USA at eBets91 on Twitter. Let's talk tonight's college football game. Does does the handle is the handle higher because the NFL line is so high? And tell us about the action that perhaps early money on SMU and now some late money back on Houston. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, you know, I wouldn't say that the handle is higher on the college football game because of the spread necessarily in the NFL game, but uh, there really hasn't been a whole lot of interest in the Redskins all year. Uh, from the the betters and uh, this game is no different so uh, hopefully we'll get a little bit of a better game on the college side Uh, we've seen the line kind of settle at 13 and a half Um, like you said SMU uh, saw some early money at the opening number at 13 Um, there was some sharp buyback on Houston especially at 14 and a half uh, and then again at 14 so it's kind of settled here on 13 and a half. I don't know about you. I'm not rooting for a good game in SMU Houston. I want to see a blowout in that contest. I don't care if the Vikings Redskins is close, but I don't want SMU and Houston to be close tonight. Uh, Let's stay in college football for just a minute. Talk about where the money has come in all week long, where the sharp money's coming, who the public's loading up on. And let's do just go quick hitters here with a handful of games. We'll start with USC Colorado, the TV matchup for Friday night. Yeah, not a whole lot uh, showing on the spread. We opened 13 and a half uh, USC, and we're still 13 and a half. Interesting on the total, though, we've gone up two points from our opener of 62 and a half. We're now sitting at 64 and a half. Uh, have seen the money come in on the over as well. So uh, we're going to need the under most likely uh, once this game kicks. In the Big 12, the Longhorns now went away favorite. Uh, I've seen the total drop a little bit. Sharp money. At Sportsbook USA in this game? You know, we've seen a lot of public money on this game. Um, the public seems to always back Texas, um, but it hasn't been uh, anything overwhelming. I uh, have seen a little bit of sharp money um, coming on the total. We've gone down uh, from 59 down to 58, so a full point there, but this is one of those games where we just kind of hope that TCU can pull this one out and kill some parlay liability for us. Let's talk Ohio State, Wisconsin. Is some of the luster off of this matchup because of the Badgers' bad loss last week, or are you still seeing heavy action on the Buckeyes and the Badgers? Well, we're seeing heavy action, but it's definitely not on the Badgers. Um, <laughs> we we took a, a pretty sizable bet from one of our house guys on uh, Ohio State minus the fourteen. Uh, that would cause that's what caused up to us to bump up to fourteen and a half, and I believe the majority of the market is there. Uh, there there's been a, a little uh, nibbling, I would say, from our sharp guys on the fourteen and a half with the Badgers, but it really hasn't been much. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll be rooting for Wisconsin come game time, I'm sure. Nighttime. TV, Michigan, Notre Dame. We know it's going to be one of the most bet games, uh, early action. And will the Wolverines, in your mind, finish as a home dog? Uh, Just looking at where the money is coming in, uh, I would say no. I think it'll probably close around this pick number. 
Um, you know, Teddy, maybe this is a game where we can get a, a close one. Uh, I'm dying for a good Michigan game. But, um, <laughs> you know, we, we've seen we, – we haven't really seen the Notre Dame money that I hear uh, a lot of other places are seeing. You know, we, we opened um, Michigan one and a half and we're down to a pick. Um, so we, we're kind of out in front of that. Um, I've seen some Michigan buyback at, at Pickham, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll be hoping for, um, a good smash mouth game. Um, we have seen some money come in on the over. So, uh, pulling a, a Notre Dame in the under would be uh, nice for us. Yeah. And I, I'd be more than happy to let that game be close. I can get SMU in my pocket tonight. Uh, that's fine. Let the Notre Dame can win. I don't care. Uh, I want that SMU right, tonight. There we go. Uh, so you said there was very little Redskins money. Let's shift over to the NFL because uh, we're running a little bit short on time. Very little Redskins money, and that's been the case all year. Are you seeing a ton of Vikings money, and how badly are you going to be sided tonight uh, if Minnesota wins and covers? Well, let me put it this way. If it ends up like this tonight, um, the, the way that our handle is, um, I may be tuning into something other than sports tonight. Uh, there really hasn't been <laughs> any handle on this game at all. I mean, um, you know, when we compare this to like some of the other Thursday night games, uh, like the Eagles Packers matchup, it might as well be a different sport. I mean, um, you, we've seen the line kind of bounce around 15 and a half, 16, 16 and a half, but, uh, it's kind of mostly been on air. Um, you know, we use 16, uh, on this game for the contest number. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if that's where it's closed but really no interest in this game for the better so far. Eric, uh, yeah, again, let, let's put it in perspective. Could the could the college football game, an American football conference game, have a higher handle than the NFL game? Um, I, If you would have asked me this last week, I would have said no way. Um, as of now, the, the NFL game does still have more, but it's it's starting to get close. Well, that I mean, that would be remarkable. Let's talk about the Patriots and the Browns. We just went through this game, and Teddy broke it down for us. You know, their historic defensive numbers. The Browns underachieving as a buy, but we knew in the preseason there was a lot of Browns money. Take us through New England and Cleveland this week. Yeah, this line has really been all over the place. Um, on our, our look-ahead, we put out a 12-day line here. Our look-ahead line... Um, we got bet on the Browns um, basically at every number uh, down as low as – we got down as low as 10. Um, so seeing this line 13 could be a little bit of an overreaction uh, from what the Patriots did to the Jets. But, you know, uh, when people see a blowout like that and, with like you said, with the Patriots being uh, historically good on defense, I'm not surprised that the line opened up a little bit. Um, higher than we had on our look ahead. And uh, we're seeing the Patriots money come in, which is not really surprising. So we're almost out of time here with Eric Osterman from the Superbook USA. I want to make sure you have ample time to promo and plug because this was a great segment. Tons of good info. Tell our viewers about the Superbook USA here in Las Vegas. Tell about yourself and how to follow you on Twitter. 30 seconds. We've got to do it. Yeah, so Superbook USA, um, best place to come watch an NFL game in town. Uh, we do have the Super Contest reboot uh, that is weeks 9 through 17. Uh, you can come sign up for that, $500 entry fee. Doesn't matter if you were in the original Super Contest or not. 
Uh, got a chance to get into a, a football contest and, uh, you know, still doing great things down here. Come watch again. Excellent stuff. Thank you so much, Eric Osterman. Hopefully we'll do it next week. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, Head over to Columbia.com slash PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. We're here in the home stretch of Wager Talk. Teddy Covers and Ralph Michaels with just a few minutes to spare. And the first thing I want to say here is, gosh, you like this free content every day? Be sure to follow Sports Grid TV on YouTube and on Instagram. Again, free. All you do is get notices and get content. It's good stuff. You want to watch Ralph and I on a daily basis on YouTube and on Instagram. Sports Grid TV is who you want to be following. Ralph, we did it yesterday. I thought it was a real good segment. I want to do it again today. Let's talk terminology. Because we throw out these, again, we've been doing this for 20, 25 years. Heck, how long have you been doing this? 50 years Ralph's oh, been doing yeah. this. He's been doing this, yeah. he was six. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, but I know you were in the business when I got in the business, and I got out here in 98. So I know you've been doing it longer than me. But there are all these terms that we throw around. We don't want to dumb down the show, but we want to make sure everyone knows what we're talking about. Let's start with this concept. What is a middle? 
No, you know, a middle is, we talk about it, you have a variance in the line. There's a top and there's a bottom to the line. You're trying to bet, you're trying to middle it and winning both bets by buying, you know, betting the high side and betting the low side. So let's use a perfect example. You talked about it last night in the NBA. You have one team that opened up as a, as a eight point favorite, they Orlando closed as seven a 10 and a half. point yeah. favorite and they, and it finished at nine. So that game finished in the middle. If you bet one team at minus eight, you bet the other team plus 10, you middled it and won both sides. Sure. And, and the concept is that a middle is that whichever side you bet when a game lands in the middle, you're supposed to win. Those are the worst results for books that exist. SU and ATS. We always talk about SU versus ATS. SU means straight up. ATS means against the spread. So what a team does in their straight up record, I don't even know half the team's straight up record. I know all their ATS records, though. That's the abbreviation right there. Thanks to you, Ralph Michaels. Thanks to Eric Osterman for joining us. Thanks to our entire viewing audience and our listening audience. This is Wager Talk. We'll be back again in 23 hours. Enjoy the game. Good luck. And stay tuned for At the Window with Sue Martin and Sean Guastamacchia coming up right now.